the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two superfans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld. Because you love Seinfeld. We love Seinfeld. What's the deal with Seinfeld, my man? I'm Adam. I'm Corey. What's the deal with season seven being almost over? Woo, I cannot wait it out. That's right, I cannot. Because <laughs> today we are talking season seven, episode 21, The Wait Out. And if you're listening to this episode, this is on our free feed. And thank you guys for listening to this show. We really appreciate it. And if you want some more Cartwright in your life, make sure to check out patreon.com slash Cartwright. That's right. And just a friendly reminder, a free way to help the show is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way to having, uh, uh, you know, getting new listeners in front of the show. And we appreciate everyone that's already left a five-star review and everyone that's joined our Patreon. Thank you all so much. All right. This episode first aired May 9th, 1996. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis? Sure can. The wait out. A.K.A. the Deborah Messing and Carrie Elway's uh, episode. Exactly. <laughs> George makes a remark that breaks up a married couple. Jerry and Elaine pounce as they've been waiting out that relationship for years. Kramer slips into a pair of tight jeans and can't get out. Deborah Messing and Carrie Elway's guest star. So this is our third mention of the guest stars, yeah. probably the best mention of guest stars, considering the last one was Rob Schneider. And uh, I don't know if he's really <laughs> worth a mention. <laughs> no, I mean, Carrie Ellis, big by this time. Deborah Messing, uh, Will and Grace hadn't happened yet. Yeah, so exactly. this is still, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm sure she was some kind of a, I don't even know if she was a star until Will and Grace, but... I yeah, I don't a bit kind of a name, but I don't she know. she might have been a name, and I think we both speculated. Obviously, these uh, descriptions were were created for the the blue the DVD box set, which obviously yeah. came out after the fact that Deborah Messing was a star, so they mm -hmm. you know included that. Again, yeah. didn't need the Rob Schneider call out a couple episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? Making copies. <laughs> oh, love that. Yeah, love that line. Okay. Uh, all right. So. We start off this episode, as we do so many, with a stand-up, and this one, on being separated. The whole concept of being separated is strange. It's like you're engaged to be divorced. That's funny, actually. We're going to try and make not being together work. First we were separated, then we met, and then we were together, and now we're going to try being separated again. We think some kind of giant rubber band might be the best solution. That's terrible because I don't understand what he means. Like, yeah, I get it, but at the same time, it's stupid. No, yep. Yeah. Of course, when you were a kid in, in school, you'd get separated for having too good a time. If you two don't stop laughing and having fun, I'm going to have to separate you two. Then the kid finds out his parents are breaking up and he thinks, you know, he thinks it's because they, they got caught fooling around, which is probably true. <laughs> I see what they did there. I, um, I got to say, I do like the I, the concept that being separated is engagement to, to divorce. I thought that yeah, was funny. 
I, I kind of, my note, only note was the uh, first half was better. Like yeah. they, that first little bit, and then it was just kind of like, okay, huh, whatever. The grade school stuff didn't really care for it, but yeah. whatever. So, all right. Let's get into the actual episode. At Monk's, Jerry talks about Elaine's new hairdo and says, oh, yeah, you look like Brenda Starr. So, of course, I, I had to look up Brenda Starr, and it looks <laughs> like you did, too. Of course. Yeah. Go for <laughs> so, it, buddy. Go for it. <laughs> Brenda Starr is a comic strip uh, about a glamorous, a glamorous, adventurous reporter. She was created in 1940 by Dale Messick for the Chicago Tribune Syndicate. And there was an, even a 1989 movie with Brooke Shields and Timothy Dalton. Oh, um, oh interesting. Huh. Yeah, saw that. And, and then, of course, Elaine asks, is that good? And he's like, well, it is better than Dondi. And then, of course, I looked up Dondi as well. And that was another comic strip about a mm -hmm. lovable little orphan scamp, you know, from yeah. the 50s, you know. So yeah. I always love these super old school callbacks that they do. Like we talked about, you know, uh, Bazooka Joe and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I just I love it when they call back to the old like 1950s shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I had no idea what the hell Brenda Starr was nope. or any of that kind of stuff. Or Dondi, Me neither. So. I completely had to look it up right when I heard it. I was like, well, yep. I'm pausing and going to go check it out. So I did find it interesting. I looked a little bit further deep into Brenda Starr, or actually the, the creator, Dale Messick. Uh, Dale Messick is actually a pseudonym for Dahlia Messick. So oh. the creator was a female, oh. and she uh, was actually inducted into the Will Eisner uh, Ward Hall of Fame. Um, so, which is given for like comic strips and comics and like yeah. that kind of medium. Um, and she and, uh, Marie Severin, who was from Marvel, uh, they were the first two women inducted into that hall of fame. So I thought that was kind of cool. Wow. And it's most, I mean, Brenda Starr must've been a big character at the time. And it's just so yeah. interesting that you and I have literally had no clue whatsoever who she was. Exactly. I mean, I had no idea that there was a Brooke Shields movie nope. with Timothy Dalton. I mean, those are Two fairly big names in the yeah. late eighties. Yeah, um, Tim Timothy Dalton has this eye patch in the in the. I saw in the <laughs> oh picture. I was like, Ugh, this does not look good. Um, but I did see like the hair. Absolutely, kind of was like, okay, this is kind of glamorousy. You know, forties, thirties, twenties esque hair, whatever that is. Yeah, so. and by the way, Elaine looks great with that hairdo. Yeah, it was fine. I wouldn't say it actually looked all that much like it. It was a bit of a stretch, yeah, but it was no, okay. <laughs> when I looked it up, I was like, so I was like, okay, I figured out who Brenda Starr was, and I spent another few minutes just trying to sort of look at the pictures and then look back up at the pause screen, look back down. I was like, doesn't look anything like her. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, she had like this uh, Brenda Starr, like was like a voluptuously like uh, big hair, uh, red red hair. Yes, you know, I it's like if, I would never tell anyone who's not. A red hair? Oh, you're, you you look like Brenda Starr, or your hair looks like Brenda Starr, if yeah. it's not like that iconic color. No. So. Very odd. Very odd, and I'm sure no one thought we were going to be stuck on the Brenda Starr <laughs> thing for five minutes. <laughs> Certainly not uh, the writers of Seinfeld, of no. course. <laughs> they just assumed no one would get that reference and move on. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Uh, Elaine and Jerry notice a couple that they uh, really recognize that they've seen before, and we find out that they are two people that they've been waiting out that marriage they've been wanting to date each of them and we even get a sponge worthy drop yeah of course yeah worth it so in comes george and then overcomes the couple and says hi we meet david and beth and as Corey already mentioned david is played by carrie elwis and beth by deborah messing uh princess bride and will and grace fame yeah and then I, I would like to call out that uh, i always liked him as the bad guy in days of thunder oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah um 
Yeah, it's been a long time since I've de- seen Days of Thunder. I mean, yeah. It, I was just thinking about that the other day, how big of a movie it was at the time, and then now it's not a movie that anyone ever fucking talks about. No. I mean, I definitely enjoyed him also as Robin Hood from yeah. Men in Tights. Men in like, Tights, was, yep. He's just great. He's he great. He's great. awesome. And then people forget he was in the first Saw. Yeah. And then I think again later he came back for the Saw franchise as without well. His, without his foot? Is that what it was? Yeah, without his foot. Like he kind of became like a disciple of Jigsaw or some oh, shit like that. Okay. Down so the he line. became one of them. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is off the cuff. I remember this is like second hand I heard this shit. I'm not a big Saw fan. I like that first movie. The first movie was interesting and different and I liked the horror, the grotesque style and like the overt um just bloodiness of it and then you know they just continued and got you know less good story but more violence yeah and you know things like hostile were kind of like almost like ripoffs of it and other shit like that i was just like okay the genre was great at the start and then it's just like eh, whatever i'm i'm with you i've only ever seen the first one um i enjoyed the concept but some of the torture porn aspect of it i don't really like and it's especially as someone who loves horror movies mm-hmm. and violence in horror movies um but I just don't like when people are tortured, man. That just, it does nothing for me. And that whole hostile thing just, I mean, I, I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. That's not my mm-hmm. fucking cup of tea, you know? So, yeah. well, fair enough. Seinfeld is everybody's cup of tea, That's I right. believe. Yeah, I so let's You're get right. back to it. Right. <laughs> uh, Beth was apparently uh, Don, Mattingly, Don Mattingly's doctor. Little tie in for uh, George. And he kind of Haha, laughs, make a joke. Oh, hey, you're a. Uh, Dating this uh, salesman guy, or you're married to the salesman guy, <laughs> you could do a lot better. Yeah. And just, just thinking he's funny, I mean, he was trying to be a jokester, but it is kind of a dick thing to say. It, it to is. a couple that you've never met before. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know. So then David kind of looks at him a little, you know, okay, okay thanks for the, the mm-hmm. backhanded slap. I don't, you know. Yeah, like a yeah, full blown, yeah, not yeah. a compliment, but yeah, full blown slap because. He doesn't know them at all, so yeah. that's kind of fucking weird. So, <laughs> uh, in the apartment, we get Mickey. Mickey, hey, he is there with Kramer. Uh, he is gonna be having Kramer be his scene partner. Doesn't have to say anything. Basically, just uh, do something for the trying to get into the actor studio. Yes, yes, so, and I love Mickey's right. crazy shirt slash sweater, whatever he's wearing. <laughs> Looks amazing. I would fucking buy that in a heartbeat right now. Mm-hmm. And kind of casually, we find out that you know Kramer's pants are falling apart and you know he's, he wears them all the time jerry recommends jeans and kramer's like no i wouldn't wear jeans but he was a jean and, guy when jerry first met him he said back in the day yeah but now it's something about like he's not young enough to wear jeans this conversation i thought was really fucking weird because i never associated jeans with needing to be a young man's game yeah, I mean, but it's yeah, I, I kind of get it. It's it's from the point of view of probably you know the writers and everything for them. And at the time, that's what I sort of took it as. Maybe nowadays jeans are a lot more you know acceptable. Uh, it made me think of um, Curb season two. Uh-huh. Remember with um, not Will Eisner. Um, no, yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, uh- Asner. Asner, yeah, Ed, exactly. Ed Asner. Ed Asner. And, and the the, gene, the one guy who was draped in denim from head to toe for Casual Friday, you know? And it just, I don't know, it just kind of made me think, it, it felt like that. And it just, but nowadays, we all, everybody wears jeans. And jeans can be super yeah. nice and everything. And I just, yeah, it doesn't feel as applicable, especially when later, when Kramer comes in wearing the skinny jeans, he looks contemporary. Like, he looks like he would be fine nowadays. He actually oh. looked good. 
I mean, he would have fit like into like the 70s, yeah. even like back in the 60s, 70s, when there was that androgynous tight clothing thing. But um, nowadays, every, everyone nowadays tight. He's, he's, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He would have been perfectly fit in. Yeah. So, yeah. But just just the whole idea of jeans, he couldn't he couldn't pull them off or he couldn't wear them. I just thought that was kind of strange. It just, was a bit of a stretch. Just purely based on age, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right. Um, Jerry's in the car with Elaine, who is uh, driving like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> and I like this. We get a little internal monologue. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I, and I'm sure I mention this every time, but it takes me back to, like, when we were first reviewing episode, like, one or two or whatever, or, like, for season one, maybe season two. Um, I'm pretty sure it's season one. And there was internal monologue. It was like, yeah. I don't remember much internal monologues, and it's like, fuck, we actually get it quite a bit. This is actually quite a bit, and you're right. It is funny here. I love that Elaine has this character trait of being a horrible driver. I love Jerry getting sick. He does great, like, sort of facial expressions about it, and the, the inner dialogue was great. It was, It's fun. It's a fun little thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also get a little, we find out that Beth and David are getting divorced, uh, so Jerry and Elaine go to Monks to try and figure out their plan. You know, how how can they attack this situation without seeming too eager, if you will, or something like that? You know, they got to, you know, yeah. they have to be quick because there's other people who have probably been waiting this out, too. But they, um, you know, but they but they can't seem insensitive. No, no, no. And, and I like how it's just where Elaine comes up with uh, what to do. I'm yeah. there for okay. you. I'm there. Yeah. For you. And eventually we take out the, yeah, exactly. I love it. I, you're just there. Um, and, you know, like, I feel like a lot of times we see George and Jerry on these, like, schemes and doing stuff. It's fun to see Elaine and Jerry on a scheme mm-hmm. right now. We've seen it before, but it's, it's much more yeah. prevalent with George and Jerry. So it is fun to see Elaine and Jerry do it. Absolutely. Uh, at the apartment, they tell George, who immediately thinks... Uh, that this divorce is his fault because of his comment. And he was joking and he feels really bad about it. You know, he's obviously joking, right? Uh, Then in comes Kramer with uh, some, they didn't seem terribly tight, but the way that obviously, you know, Michael Richards is playing it off. They were crazy ass tight. He can't bend his his knees at all. I I think it's because... At this point in our lives, in 2021, we've seen people in L.A. with tighter jeans (laughs) than those. And so we kind of were like, you you look at these jeans that Kramer has on again. Like I just said two minutes ago, I think he looks fucking great. Um, It's in 2021. I think he looks fucking great. Uh, It's just, yeah, but we've seen tighter. I literally walked past somebody on a walk yesterday. and That motherfucker looked like he had like spandex on. And I looked down. I was like, those are jeans. And I'm like. Well, you got some skinny ass legs, dude. You know, but they're painted on, as Elaine would say. Yeah, yeah, they're there. But man, the facial expressions are great when Kramer walks in and they're all kind of looking at him. And Kramer's <laughs> and he knows yeah. like he's he's presenting. He's, you know, exactly. It's like he's walking the catwalk, just yeah. showing them. Look how I, I am pulling these off. Kind he of is. bullshit. He is. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. 
you're sure to get the best in retro themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. <laughs> Elaine, I love that. I do enjoy this little scene where Elaine and Jerry are calling both David and Beth on their own. Um, you know, oh, real quick, to, I do, just doing the exact same talk. Yeah, I just but. want to say, I, like, I love the call out of Jerry saying, "You look like Frankenstein." Oh yeah, yeah, yes, which, which will is going to come back yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned, they're just on the phone. They're doing the exact same talk, uh, you know, to each of the couple uh, or each of the, you know, newly single people um, trying to get in their pants, basically. Yeah. So Kramer busts in, though, while Jerry's on the phone and he can't get out of the jeans. He's got to hurry because, uh, you know, he, he's got this scene with Mickey. And this is a very funny physical comedy scene of jerry trying to help pull the fucking jeans down oh my god it's so good it's i mean it's it's kramer physical comedy but you got jerry in there too and they're working so well together that you almost wish you saw more zany physical antics with the two of them because boy oh boy did they were they just in sync but man mm-hmm. uh, you could tell that Michael Richards just did not care about putting his body in danger he was just <laughs> flipping over it was it was gold Jerry gold yeah when he was like teetering on the the edge of the couch kind of thing and, and he was starting to fall and, and he's Jerry like get me catch him. get me yeah <laughs> you could almost tell that it was Michael Richards saying it for not Kramer yeah. it's just dude it was it was strong it's a strong scene yeah yes it is all right so Jerry does go out to dinner with Beth and apparently it kind of was George's comment mm-hmm. that was the catalyst for her realizing you know what I think she she uh, she thinks she could do better. Yeah. So, oh fuck, okay. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. As Jerry says, three years is a long time to be married. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was like, oh god. I, and I uh, love that. And as I get older, I those these are the jokes that I appreciate more when I'm 43 uh-huh. than I did when I was like 18 or 17 when I was watching this. Like, yeah. I get that. I get how subtle that joke is. You know? Exactly. I wholeheartedly agree. That's quite funny. Um, I do also like that she calls out some of the quirks that she just got tired of um, with uh, with David. And then, you know, particularly it's the 
he just asks a question and then answers. And then we cut to him on a date with Elaine and he's uh, doing a question and answering it himself. And I'm just like, okay, that's, that's funny. That's great editing. I love that it kind is. of shit. Yeah. I mean, good writing, good editing. So it's, it's well done. Uh, Kramer makes it to the actor's studio for Mickey's scene. And this is more physical comedy abound. He cannot bend his knees, so he can't sit. And Mickey is uh, obviously being thrown off from his scene and ends up because Mickey is a hothead. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. seen that before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you accidentally push his buttons too much, he will come at you. And that's exactly what he did. And that's what we love about Mickey. Yep. Exactly. Because do I think uh, Mickey, a little person, could take on Kramer in a fight? Yeah. I yeah. kind of do. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Fucking Lutely. <laughs> we've seen how non-confrontational Kramer can be at times. They're mostly like I th- think about Cedric and Bob. Um, you know, Kramer gets intimidated very quickly and so mickey coming at him no 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 he's he's fucked god god i love seeing mickey god i'm so happy he was in this episode <laughs> it was it was good to get him back because it had been a hot minute also it, it, i think it was like near the end of last season when we had him yeah it's been, so a, it's while. been a while yep uh elaine and jerry are in the apartment talking about their dates uh i love elaine kind of also another throwback to the questioning and answer she's talking about that could i could i see myself dating uh david I could, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what it was. And I love uh, how Jerry's like, that whole, that, that be there for you crap was a stroke of genius. It was. And they're drinking like a beer. Yeah. They're, 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 being, they're, they're each drinking beers in celebration. They're celebrating. It's celebratory. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, George comes in and they applaud him. They're so happy that uh, he has done his work on breaking them up. And, and I um, love how startled George is by the, you know, uproarious welcome that he gets from them. It is. It is so different to see him be the moral high ground for an episode. <laughs> right. It is uh, compared to Jerry and Elaine. That just does not make sense. Uh, I did kind of laugh at the awkward synced dance. Elaine and Jerry were kind of doing like a I weird lo- little snap and arms in the air thing. <laughs> love that one, dude. I, I actually really love it because I love how serious Jerry was in his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, George, upset by the whole situation, wants to try and undo the breakup. So he's trying to get by. But of course, Jerry and Elaine are not going to let him they tackle him to the ground. And there's a whole little wrestling scene. Yeah. I think it's funny. Uh, then we cut to George very disheveled so he got out of there and that's another and, got- and, and that's another great editing thing that right yeah. away you see him within i always love disheveled george because his hair goes straight up it does and also it kind of reinforces that discussion they had earlier i think it was this season about oh you know who do you think could win in a fight me or george and elena's like george he would fight dirty yeah. and i think <laughs> he would probably exactly just had to have done something to get out of that <laughs> that situation good point very yeah. good point buddy because it does imply that he won it does uh so yeah he is at beth's trying to explain everything and you know trying trying to undo what he did uh beth then gets a call from jerry as kind of not really asking for george but mentioning george because he knows he's there and jerry you know, in his manic, you know, going crazy, trying to tell him to leave and not do that stuff. He is just yelling at George, get the hell out of there. You don't want you to I want you to mess this up for me. That kind of stuff. And George is just fucking with him. He's, George is owning the conversation because Beth mm-hmm. can only hear one side of it. So George is making it about something else. He he mocks Jerry's uh, like stand up style with the whole like chocolate chip mint thing or whatever. And then yep. he just proceeds to fucking 
own the conversation. I'm just like blown away by this episode with with George, like the George aspect of it, because I'm just like George is he's he has like he's 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 righteous at this point. Like he knows he's on the right yeah. path, and he doesn't care. It doesn't care what Jerry's saying or doing. It's different. It's something different for George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kramer, Kramer comes into Jerry's apartment, still wearing those jeans. He can't get them off. Uh, this other tenant kind of rushes over and asks Kramer to watch her kid because she has to go run a quick errand. He's sleeping, so it's no big deal. And he's all for it. Very helpful kind of guy. Beth calls Jerry. She now thinks she made a mistake. I think George, you know, George going over has really kind of made her reevaluate the whole breakup and is it the right call? So Jerry and Elaine uh, try to figure out, you know, how do they get them for themselves? You know, and they're, uh, Elaine's doing this fast talking thing. I like this a lot. They're just trying to figure the shit. And um, Jerry is just, uh, you know, they're, tr- yeah, they're trying to get over. They think we got to get out of there. We got to start talking to him. Uh, and Elaine's like, I'll drive. Come on, let's go. And Jerry's like, no, no, I don't want to go. I'll take the bus. <laughs> She's I'll like, wait, come on. Bus. What are you doing? Just, just go. Come on. <laughs> uh, I felt so uh, bad for Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, do you get car sick, by the way? Not even a little bit. I'm good. I love like, you know, roller coasters and I don't get car sick. Like that's, it never bothers me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, I can do roller coasters. I can be in the car without getting sick. The only thing I can't do is read in the car. If I read, boom, it's over. My stomach just drops. But otherwise I got no problems, no problems on boats, no problems on airplanes, nothing. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. At Monk's, George is there with Susan. (laughs) <laughs> he really has nothing to talk to her about. Like, they're just kind of setting up this season-long arc of they should not be together. Right. And, of course, they're in the same seat table as Deborah Messing and Carrie Elway's. So yeah. it's kind of like there's some parallels going on there. And you think the parallel is going to extend, but, you know, we'll find out what yeah. happens with it. Yep. Uh, we got another scene of Elaine as a terrible driver. Just, haha. Quick little shot of that. Uh, at Jerry, then at Beth's. Uh, El- Jerry is then at Beth's, and Elaine is also at David's trying to talk to him to convince them to stay apart. Um, Elaine and David kind of go on a walk and or, or start, you know, just kind of like talking and all that dis- discussion. They walk by Monks, which they go in, and David sees Susan and, you know, introduced, gives the exact same line to her, to her that uh, George gave to Beth. Boy, you could have done a lot better than him. <laughs> and Susan kind of laughs and then kind of starts contemplating some things. And I you love can tell it. she's thinking. And I love it because David did it on purpose. And that's what's he just did. great about it. I love it. It's a, little, it's a great little revenge, you know? It is. Uh, but George, though, you kind of see a little smile. A <laughs> little bit of smile from him at this moment. He's like, oh. Is this my way out? Is this it? Is this finally happening? Yep. And it was earlier, but I did enjoy, it was when Elaine was doing the fast talking. I did enjoy how she was like, you know, you get the winner. I got the loser. I have to do, you know, it was just, it was mm-hmm. fun. But you're right. It was true. Like he, David didn't want to break up, you know? Yeah. There, there yep. was a loser in this relationship in this little thing. So, mm-hmm. so uh, Kramer walks around the apartment. Of that kid, of, you know, the the lady who asked him to just watch the kid. And he wakes up, and oh my god, he's so frightened by Kramer's shadow, he thinks it's Frankenstein, because he is walking straight like that, just like Jerry mentioned. Did, did um, you enjoy the awesome spawn toys on uh, the kids? I, 
<laughs> I didn't notice the spawn toys. Uh, that's very cool. Yeah. I didn't recognize. I recognized the kid though. Oh, and yeah. um, his name is Todd Bosley. And if anybody saw the movie Little Giants, they would have also pretty much instantly recognized him. I, so. I, yeah, I knew I recognized him. I've never seen Little Giants, but I kind of now I can see him in the trailers. He was the shrimpy mm-hmm. little nerdy kid, right? Shrimpy nerdy kid, exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. So huge gla- uh, like Coke bottle glasses yes. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of exactly. Yep. Uh, Mickey is with a woman from the acting class who talks about that uh, she loved the rage that he showed in class. So yeah. apparently, you know, they thought their acting was a, a legit, or their fight was a legit acting scene. Scene from whatever play that was, you yep. know. <laughs> I don't but, know if that uh, play was uh, was was made up or not. It was like uh, Five Days in Ithaca or something like that. It was yeah, something yeah, right. That yeah. was Ithaca was in the yeah. Yeah, title. You're right. Uh, but the uh, but then Kramer calls and he needs a favor. Okay, we'll find that out. Uh, Susan, she's not ready to leave. She wants George to head out. She needs to be alone for a little bit. So George leaves Monks and he is super excited about it. This is it. This is his way. You know, Susan needs to stay here by herself. She's going to be thinking about, you know, I don't want to be with George anymore. So, woohoo! So, back at uh, the apartment that Kramer's in, he has Mickey come in and hide like the kid in the covers. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit fucked up. Yeah, it is. It is. (laughs) Funny. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.
George goes to Jerry's apartment. Again, super excited about his whole potential of being uh, done with this relationship. And my note here is Adam must hate this scene because all George does is tell us exactly what we saw in the he scene does. previous. Like, literally, that's all. It, and, and I wouldn't have noticed it if you hadn't kept calling it out. So, literally, yeah. my note right here is he's just retelling what we already saw. Adam is is correct in that. <laughs> and, and, and honestly... As fast paced as the second half of this episode is, you could have cut this scene out and let something else fucking yeah. breathe. And oh, I, yeah, yeah. I just want to call you out that I never would have noticed that, uh, or give you the props, not call you out, but give you, you props because I never would have noticed that if you hadn't called it out multiple times. Yeah, it's definitely a thing they do. Like, and I only have a problem with it when nothing new happens from the scene, you know. And so, pretty much like the scene is just them talking about what we already know is what's what's coming and, and what, what thing, has happened right and the only thing we we but then even at the same time because george is like what's wrong with you and jerry's like i don't feel good he's like he's sick but at, at the same time know. so it's like there is some connective tissue but weirdly at the same time we already know that he's sick so like mm-hmm. we're, we're everything is being told to us that is just we already know and i really wish they yeah. cut this scene because yeah. i feel like a lot needed to breathe in the last, second half of this episode Things were quick. Scenes were back and forth and back and forth. And that was uh, one of the things that gave a little ding to this episode. I'm I'm showing Adam my notes, and the second half is just condensed. Scene line, scene scene line, scene line, line. scene line. Yeah. (laughs) Not even a note. Just a scene line so I I know where we're at. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Kramer walks in the street, still Frankenstein light because the like because the kid, uh, you know, was freaked out and ran away. Uh, Mickey fucks things up. You know, hiding in the bed because the mom comes in and says good night, and he goes good night, good night. <laughs> you could tell the actor was making his voice extra gravelly uh-huh. for that, but you know what? Not gonna lie, it works. It fucking yeah. works. <laughs> and I do like we cut to Jerry and was it George uh, in his apartment, and we hear the mom scream, and he goes, "Gotta have something to do with Kramer." <laughs> yeah, it's got. I like that. <laughs> yeah, me too. At David's place. Beth comes back. He's, you know, Elaine is there with him, but Beth came, comes back and they get back together. They start making out. And I do like Elaine just chugs her wine and pretty much she's fucking done. She yeah. knows she's lo- she knows she lost. Yep. 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 She took it like a champ. She took it like a champ. She did. Susan gets home and George is excited and he's hoping for the breakup. He's ready for it. He's uh, got his hand on her shoulder. He's he's ready to be consoled and and, and move on. And, and then uh, she lets him know she's decided to go with the chicken. <laughs> but then why All did that? that yeah. Why did David? What David said? Like why did it cause her to think? But then she, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I wish he maybe, said something about chicken. That's all. Yeah. Or or my only thought is maybe she did think is George the person right for me and then she realized yes and then she decided on the chicken yeah. after that I, that's my only guess yeah you so. know what I mean that's, that's the only way we can sort of take it at this point yeah yep and then we get a little tag of Kramer at the police station. Oh, uh, because when he was running he, down the street, uh, the cops, you know, because he's cop. chasing the kid. And then I yeah. do like how the cop was like, you know, says something. He's like, but I'm the babysitter. <laughs> They're just yeah. funny. But now Kramer's being arrested for what? Like, how many times is this now that he's been arrested? Three <laughs> times? Like, that's that was what I wrote. Yeah. I was like, how many times is this, dude? No, I guess, yes, just for scaring a kid. And uh, he's being told to sit down and it kind of plays out. Haha, similar to the acting scene. Uh, that we saw from earlier with Mickey. And did you recognize the cop? 
I did not. Uh, Alan Harvey, a just a big time stand up comedian. Um, yeah. But weirdly, even though like he's considered like a a top tier stand up comedian, he does a lot of uh, drama roles. And he was on Mad Men for a while. He was on oh, yeah for cool. for a bit. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Um, I I would love you to go first. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I was hoping. Yeah. So here's the thing. I thought this was a fun episode. I really did. Everything that we called out, I thought was a blast. I thought that there was a lot of this, a lot of the stuff that I think sometimes holds an episode back for us is that there isn't a lot of connective tissue and like how everyone's stories are interweaved. I think there was, it did a good job of interweaving everything and being like this, a really fun interwoven story. My biggest problem is that it was too short. Like, like I feel like at the first half of the episode was great. And then they had to get to this ending. And I think they felt like they put too much in there. Like the Mickey stuff, like the Mickey babysitting and like, that could have been a whole storyline unto itself. So like, my problem is, is it's fun, but it's also too compact and too compressed at the end. And I really had to ding it because I was just like, damn guys, like we're moving too quick through a lot of stuff that I think could have been much more elaborated on and, and drawn out. And I do think we should have killed that, that one scene yeah. where George was explaining all that. Just, you, we could have padded anything there because all of a sudden the, 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 the babysitter thing comes and it's like, there's only like eight minutes left in the episode. Like it's <laughs> yeah. just like, and yeah. then so much happens with that. But it's weird because I did I did genuinely enjoy the episode. I just wished it was either trimmed or turned into a two-parter. So I'm going to give it three skinny jeans out of five. Okay. Uh, yeah, like things were working really well for this episode. I, I wholeheartedly agree. The, the main ding is the pacing and the rushed quality um, that we were getting. Um, I think it was, it was definitely relatable. For like the single people out there, you know, who really they have those what if kind of married people, you know, like, oh, man, if that person didn't get married, you know, I, they're the what if now we're, we're you and I are on a lot of uh, what ifs, right? For oh, people. naturally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of for course. Sure. Of yeah. course. Like uh, tons of ladies out there. All of are our friends. Yeah. Jealous <laughs> and upset uh, that we are married. And for all of y'all. Hey, what's up? But <laughs> how you bad. doing? You, how bad. you doing? But you're never going to get me. You're never going to get me. Uh, but still, keep thinking about me. I like that you're thinking about me. Uh, anyway. Keisha's going to kill you. <laughs> I know, I know. Again, this is a free feed one. Keisha's going to kill you. Woo! <laughs> Dead All man right. walking. Uh, Woo! <laughs> yeah, I do think... Um, the idea of waiting out is silly, but the idea of, like, what if they were single? It makes more logical sense. I liked, really liked, that... Jerry and Elaine, this is probably the absolute worst we've ever seen Jerry and Elaine so far. Yeah. Now, I think there's there's a chance that they'll be worse later. But as of this, as of so far, you know, in these seven seasons, they're terrible people right now. Like, they're just actively trying to fuck over these other, this couple um, and trying to keep them apart just because they want them. And it is... And they're, they're going to some interesting lengths to do so. Uh, so I liked seeing that. I really did enjoy the swap of them being kind of like, you know, the scheming bad guys and George being the moral compass, which <laughs> yeah. was kind of fun. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like overall, 
this was a solid episode for me, but like those little pacing things dinged it. It didn't ding me as much as it dinged you, but I did think, uh, I think that the, the Frankenstein thing definitely got rushed. Um, I, I would have liked some other stuff, you know, yeah, yeah, pad that out a little bit or, or do some, I don't know, more Mickey even. Well, yeah, or um, more Mickey or, or something. I, I don't know. It just yeah. there was so much meat on the bones. I felt like there was so much meat left on the bones once the episode was over. Yeah, so I am gonna I'm gonna dock it down five point five from what I originally did. And I think, but I think it's a the solid reasoning from what you're talking about. So I'm gonna give it three point five out of five. Brenda Star hairdos. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I don't mean to knock it down or anything because it really was a fun episode. But but it, damn. that happens with yeah. our that happens with our stuff every now and then. You kind of reevaluate and just be like, oh wow, I didn't think of it that way. And you know, that's the sign of you know good debating skills yeah. or I'd say rational reasoning that you and I try to have. I rarely have a a, a number here solidified. Until after, like, it's, our conversations can usually change it either way, you know, you can bring up things that I didn't notice, and and vice versa and everything, but yeah, but again, strong penultimate episode for the season. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And so, speaking of penultimate, that means next episode is the finale for season seven. It is absolutely the finale for season seven, the end of Susan. Uh, spoiler alert! I'm sure you've all. <laughs> I'm spoiling a show that's been done for twenty something years, but you know. yeah, exactly. So, in end of Susan, uh, that will be a Patreon episode. Then we will have our obligatory uh, wrap up episode. We'll drop on the free feeds uh, after that, and then we will take our week long break off, and then come back, hit the ground running with uh, season eight. My God, yeah. I can't believe we're already into season eight. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. And I'm really excited um, once we get into whatever we're going to get into next. Well, we know we've got Curb coming on, uh, you know, continuing. Yeah. Uh, but what do we do after that? I think we're going to let our patrons really have some good say. So if yeah. you guys are want to know or want to put your input into what me and Corey are going to be doing after Seinfeld. What, a, what after it, show, we should say. Well, like, what, yes, we're what, after, what after show? Is it going to be Always Sunny? Is it going to be uh, Seinfeld again? <laughs> And see, how is another rewatch go through with this more critical eye? Is it going to be South Park? Is it going to be Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Is it going to be Superstore? Is it going to be Scrubs? Is it going to be whatever the hell? Something that Corey and I both like. Um, yeah, we'll, but, we'll yeah. curate the list and put out yeah. like a, something, and then people can vote on it um, on our Patreon page, and and that'll be we'll put that for the the, the lowest tier, the one dollar tier, uh, the Cartwright tier. So uh, if you guys want to, you know, weigh in on that, um, obviously this will be something that we tackle over the next two seasons. Um, but it's it is something that we are actively considering and you know talking about and everything because let's be honest, it will ha- come faster than we think, right? Like it'll be all of a sudden. It'll be like holy crap we're at the end of season nine. Oh my god so yep. swing on we'll be here swing on by our patreon page check that out uh, obviously uh if you know if you're not a patron over there uh patreon.com slash cartwright you know that we have every single episode of seinfeld over there from the very beginning all the way up to susan's death next uh week and uh <laughs> everything will be there uh every episode completely ad free you know so you don't have to listen to any of the ads that we insert in there and uh yeah obviously the proceeds go to help us and, and keep the show running and you know server fees and costs and yada 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 all that good stuff but uh you know until we get there 
make sure you check out the Blast From Our Past podcast. Make sure you check out the uh, podcast After Dark. Check out Throwback Trivia Takedown, Talking Back, Action Action, uh, People Don't Forget, all the fantastic shows that we have on the BFOP network, a.k.a. Beep-up! <laughs> we haven't heard one of those in a while, buddy. Yeah, it's been a hot minute, so I wanted to give us a little extra grandiose nature to it. Um, yeah, just got to throw out, you know, make sure you guys are checking out Podcasting After Dark. It's a fantastic show. Um, yeah, you guys do awesome work. And it's uh, it's been out for a little, a good hot minute now, but, you know, from our recording time, it's been fairly similar. So I want to throw out, if you guys have seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, check out any of uh, our, pretty much our shows. You know, check out any Podcasting After Dark's uh, feed or but. Blast from our past feed, and you will find a uh, whole uh, discussion. A, a BFOP network roundup review is what is, is the long title. <laughs> a roundtable with the multiple different hosts of the BFROT from the BFROT network talking about that very interesting and more recent film that obviously also hits nostalgia. Yeah, which is why we, we chose to tackle it. So, And those are always fun. Uh, we also did one for Mortal Kombat uh, 2021 as well. So look for yeah. another you know roundup uh, next year too. I'm sure we'll, we'll do something. So, um, Well, as long as they keep making movies that are remakes or you know pushing of the nostalgia, which is yeah. going to be forever, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep them going. Exactly. So, And we'll catch you guys next week with... The Invitations, a.k.a. The Death. <laughs> the BFOP Network has partnered with 80stees.com to uh, give you guys a fantastic deal. If you go to 80stees.com and use our code BFOP, that's B-F-O-P, you will get 30% off your entire order. I've got a shirt that's come in. It is fantastic. They have got tons of different merch options for any kind of 80s thing that you love. I can guarantee you're going to find it on 80stees.com. Their shirts are awesome quality. The one i am got on right now is fantastic and soft. Fits perfect. So make sure you go to 80stees.com and use the code BFOP. That's B-F-O-P for 30% off your order.